Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. What are the various visions of Jesus in our gospel reading for today? As John recounts, Jesus and his disciples have gone to the temple in Jerusalem for the festival of booths, tabernacles, tents, an annual eight-day celebration that takes place in the autumn and commemorates the journey of the Jewish people from slavery in Egypt through the wilderness to the promised land. This was a pilgrimage festival, so tens of thousands of people would come to Jerusalem to celebrate. Again, picture the Empire Polo Club during Coachella. (laughs) Jesus and his disciples are walking in the vicinity of the temple among the crowds on the Sabbath when Jesus sees a man who was blind from birth. In a time and place that had few resources and opportunities for those who were visually impaired. And so the man is begging by the side of the road, hoping that those who are going to and coming from worship in the temple will be charitable and give him alms. After Jesus explains, that the man's blindness is not the result of his sin or the sins of his parents. After Jesus explains to his disciples that he and they are to do the good work of the Lord with intention and urgency. After Jesus says, I am the light of the world, he restores sight to the man who had been blind. And he does so in a way we might not expect. He spits into the dirt, mixes his spit with the dirt to form mud, and then spreads the mud on the man's eyes. Now, while this may seem odd to us, I know, like germaphobes among us who are like, oh, Actually, in that time and place, using mud was a practice for treating eye disease. And this, of course, being Jesus, it also reflects God forming human beings out of the dust of the earth and breathing into them the breath of life, the Holy Spirit, in whom we live and move and have our being. Jesus is doing the life-giving work of God. And then Jesus says to the man with the mud still on his eyes to go to the pool of Siloam and wash. The pool of Siloam was near the temple, and the waters of this pool were considered sacred. One of the highlights of the festival of booths was the water pouring ceremony. The priests would go to the pool of Siloam, draw out 
water from the pool, process to the temple, and then pour the water on the altar, signifying that at the time of restoration, the time when the Messiah comes, the biblical promise is that living waters would flow from the temple. Earlier in this festival, Jesus has said to the crowds of Jewish people in Jerusalem, as he said to the solitary woman at the well in Samaria, that he is the source of living water. The man does what Jesus tells him to do. He goes to the pool and he washes and he comes back able to see. Imagine what that was like for him. One moment, he is blind, having never been able to see begging outside the temple, carrying the unjust label of being a sinner because of his condition. And then he meets Jesus, who heals him. And now he can see. New possibilities are opened up to him. He is a changed man. But there are some who refuse to see this. They may have physical vision, but they lack spiritual insight. Some of his neighbors are blinded by their obstinance. They don't get it. They don't believe that this man has changed. They think, well, it just must be someone who looks like him. They keep asking him, and how were your eyes opened, indicating that they don't believe him. They're so used to seeing him in one way, they can't see him in another. They can't see that he's changed. They are blinded by their understanding of who this man is. And so they can't see him or what Jesus has done for him. The religious authorities, the Pharisees, are blinded by their legalism. Now, at first, they don't believe the man either. But when the parents identify him as their son, and it becomes clear that he has been healed, they refuse to see Jesus as his healer. The Pharisees in that time and place were the keepers of the law of Moses. They were the ones who made sure that they and everyone else kept all of the commandments according to their interpretation of the commandments. They believed they were righteous because they followed the rules. And those who didn't follow the rules were therefore unrighteous. Jesus didn't follow the rules, at least according to their interpretation of those rules. The third of the Ten Commandments says that no work is to be done on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees interpreted work to include, among many other things, healing, unless a life was in immediate danger, and making clay, and anointing eyes, all of which Jesus does on the Sabbath. And so the religious authorities reason Jesus has broken the law, and therefore he is a sinner, and since we know God doesn't work through sinners, 
which means, in essence, God would work through none of us. He can't possibly have done the good work of God, which means that Jesus could not have healed this man. And when the man says Jesus did, in fact, heal him, and he couldn't have done so if he didn't come from God, they reject both him and Jesus. The religious authorities are so used to seeing God in one way, they can't see him in another. They claim to know who God is, but they don't recognize God in Jesus Christ. They are blind to who Jesus is and the good that Jesus has done for this man. The man's parents are blinded by their fear. When the religious authorities call on them to identify that this is their son, they do so, and then they say, but as to how he was healed or who healed him, we have no idea. Go ask him. He is of age. He can answer for himself. They basically throw their own son under the bus. And they do this, John notes, because they are afraid. The religious authorities had already made it known that anyone who claims Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior, will be put out of the synagogue, will be essentially excommunicated, will be excluded from worship, fellowship, relationship with others in their community. It's unclear what the parents believe about Jesus or about the healing of their son, but it seems clear they don't want to be excommunicated. And so they leave their son to defend himself. They can't see past their fear. And while others around the man who was healed refuse to see who Jesus is or what Jesus has done for him, the man himself comes to a clearer and clearer vision of who Jesus is. Like the Samaritan woman at the well, like Nicodemus, like the disciples, like all who spend time with open eyes and open heart in the presence of Jesus. At first, the man who, would heal, the man who was healed said that Jesus, a man named Jesus healed him, but he doesn't know where he is. And then, when the Pharisees press him, what do you think about all this? The man says that Jesus is a prophet. Like the woman at the well, he recognizes that Jesus is a person of spiritual power and insight. And then after the Pharisees drive him out, Jesus goes and finds him. And Jesus reveals to him, as he did to the woman at the well, that Jesus is the Messiah. The Son of God is a messianic title. He is the Christ. He is the Savior. And in response to this, the man says, Lord, I believe. He recognizes he sees, he understands that Jesus is the Lord who healed him, who restored his sight, who changed his life. 
Once he was blind, but now he sees. Amen. Thanks for listening. Each week's episode is edited by Nick Cox. Music performed by our St. John's Worship Band. Sermons by me, Pastor Jen Shaw. Make sure to subscribe to hear each week's message. If you'd like to know more about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, to share the life-giving word and do the life-giving work of Jesus, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.